Today's date is December 10th, 2023. We are reading from the Big Book of AA, starting on page 85, starting with It is Easy to Let Up, to and including the paragraph on page 85, Much Has Already Been Said. Joyce H. will be our reader, followed by a 20-minute share by Jason K. Good morning, all. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These thoughts, these are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. Wonderful. Thank you very much. And now uh, Jason Kay from uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, will uh, share for us. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, hi, thank you. My name is Jason Kay uh, P. I'm a recovered compulsive eater and bulimic outside of uh, Philadelphia here in Pennsylvania. Um, welcome this morning. We've all very much adapted to Zoom um, and, and virtual formats, but I still love to just scan these little tiles and I love to see people nodding their head, raising the roof, you know, clapping, jazz hands. So any feedback you can give me is going to be super, super helpful. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you, thank you Karen. Um, and I will scan and I do want to feel connected to you. Um, there's a power, you know, when we sit and talk to each other and when we share our experience and we share what's meaningful and authentic and what we've gone through and where we've come. Uh, and I had a, a deep experience about six years ago, a little bit more, where I surrendered and submitted and became willing to go to any length. And I've been abstinent and recovered ever since. So I haven't been binging and purging. I have stayed away from my alcoholic foods and I've maintained uh, a relatively normal body state um, for those six years. Um, I came to these meetings when I was... Uh, um, 20, about 20 years old, and I, I didn't quite get it. And I kind of floundered and kind of spun around the, um, the fellowship for a number of years until I was um, really fully willing to surrender. Um, and then finally, uh, when I did surrender, I got recovered. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on my story, because I want to talk about this step. And this step, um, you know, really is a, a, it's step 11. And, and I think what makes a really powerful meeting is a meeting that stays in the literature and stays close to the liter literature and studies that literature so we can really, really fully understand this process of recovery. You know, so um, uh, this is step 11, suggest prayer and meditation. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day where we're resentful, selfish, dishonest, and afraid. And I'm just going to jump right in and I'm going to get real and I'm going to share one of my actual 11 step reviews. Now I write them down, uh, I do them through email and I have a little accountability group where I email these things. And when things aren't going so bad, I'll get a, a my trusty friend, Matt will send an email and say, you can call me, <laughs> let me know if you, you need to talk um, because he'll read these. 
Um, so this is an example I just wanted to share because I think this helps us really understand um, you know, the process. So I start off with gratitudes and it really folds in this question of what am I packing into the stream of life? What am I trying to do for others? So this is an example review. I got, I'm grateful that I got decent sleep. I woke up feeling rested, that I'm willing to do my spiritual work, that I had a nice walk with the dogs, that they're so cute and funny. Grateful to have a nice neighborhood for partnership and teamwork with my, my spouse, especially with the dog, dog care. Um, and grateful for a friend who's helping me with, with something. Um, selfishness, I was caught up in self-pity at work yesterday not being willing to shift, not willing to get off my phone and pay attention, uh, perfectionism, trying to get do everything well, um, be everything to everyone, do everything well. If you can resonate with this, feel free to shake your head yes. Um, if this is something you struggle with, dishonesty, my expectations of myself, finally started to feel like I was adjusting to them by the end of the day. Fear is of being overloaded and overwhelmed, not feeling like I'm doing any part of my life well because of it. Um, fear of being discombobulated. Resentment is a, is a feeling of some sense of scarcity that seems to plague me. Apology owed. I don't think so. Um, I did want to reach out to a friend and thank her for doing her more than her fair share. Something kept to myself. I don't think so. Thinking mostly of myself somewhat during the day at work for sure. Was I kind and loving? A lot of impatience with myself and my students. I'm a teacher and some self-recrimination. What could I have done better? The biggest for, thing for me yesterday was to slow down. To tr I tried repeatedly and did a number of 10 steps. I can definitely use my phone less while driving. Eeks, not a good character defect. We get to the end of this reflection. We ask these questions. What's the purpose of these questions? These, and, and, and the way doc, um, Bill talks about it in the big book is that these things are common manifestations of ourselves which block us from the sunlight of spirit of the spirit. These are things that get me disconnected from my higher power. These are the things that get me feeling isolated, alone, scared, fearful, disconnect, discontent, disconnected, um, and in dis-ease, feeling discomfort and dis-ease. Um, so the next thing we're asked to do in this reading is to ask God for forgiveness and corrective measures. So I literally write this out. God, forgive me of my defects of character. Guide and direct my thinking. Show me the truth. Thy will, not mine, be done. And I write down those corrections. The corrections for me are really about the process of amends. They're really a part of this process on a day-to-day -day basis. If I'm getting off course, I'm doing a course correct. I'm coming back into alignment with God's will. Um, and my, my thought for the day was to continue to try to slow down. Sometimes I put those corrections as intentions. Sometimes I put those as very specific actions. Sometimes that'll look like I need to stop right now and call my sponsor. I need to do five minutes of meditation. I need to go directly to my wife and apologize um, to her. And those can be really, 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 really powerful. So I wanted to give you something personal. I wanted you to, it feels really vulnerable. I feel a little embarrassed. I was like, yeah, I'm using my phone while I'm driving. I know nobody here would do that. And I'm just in a whole different class uh, all on my own of people who do that. Um, but anyhow, step 11 says uh, in the actual wording is we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
anytime we look at a big book quote or a, a piece of text from the big book, I think it's very important to put that in context. This is step 11. Step 11 for me, the way this works is I've done everything up to and including the paragraph before, if it says I've asked to have been asked to, to pray something, I've prayed that. If I've been asked to take a step, I've done that. If I've been asked to go out and make amends, I've at least started that process. I've approached people to make amends. If it says to do a four-step inventory and put things down in black and white and ask these questions and share that, you know, share that with somebody in step five. That's really, really important. And by the way, for me, that's what it means to be willing to go to any length. If this big book says do it, if it says we pray it, if it says we consider it, we do that. That's going to any lengths for me. I don't get to, I don't make stuff up about what that means and tell people to go to 90 meetings in 36 days or do this, that, or the other thing. If you haven't done all the things up to this step 11, you might get to step 11 and start to feel lost and confused. It might not make sense to you. You won't, you don't have as much experience with um, this process of inventory. I sometimes get a new, new sponsee or somebody who's brand new and they say, well, I'm going to pray about that. And I'm, I, 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 I just caution people to be careful because this step in context presumes that we've done all this work, we've cleared away some of this path, we've started to understand this process of inventory, we've started to get a settled mind, we have a certain sense of connection to our higher power. Um, if you don't have that, sometimes sitting quietly, meditation can be extremely, extremely, um, extremely, extremely um, uh, painful. <laughs> um, we notice in this process of meditation, the, the book says things like, we relax and take it easy, we don't struggle. That's very specifically meant when we're seeking God's will. When we're seeking God's will, it makes sense to sort of relax and to let go. Um, but the big book itself says repeatedly and um, numerous times that we are taking a course of vigorous action, that we're up against a fatal progressive illness, that we're, we're suffering something that's infinitely grave, you know, so, so we don't take that context, that quote out of context that we relax and take it easy and apply it to other parts of the program. So it's a little bit of a soapbox. It's something very, very important to me. Um, we do this practice at the end of the day. Step 10, I as I understand it, is a practice of going through the day. And just by a show of hands, how many people feel like something is different, feels different, when you're in it versus when you step back and look at it? Does it seem really qualitatively different? I see a lot of hands and that's very, very important, right? You know, when we go through life events, mundane, um, traumatic, ex exciting, um, in the moment, we have a very, very different perspective. So whereas in the moment I'll realize, you know, I'm feeling fearful or this, that, and the other thing, by the end of the day, when I sit down and I look back on my day, it appears very differently. And it's a time for me to reflect. It's time for me to um, consider these things, to see where I might have gone awry. And, 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 the, and the purpose of that is um, I'm trying to stay connected to my higher power. The big book says that, you know, the, what we're trying to do is maintain our spiritual fitness um, it says what we have is a daily reprieve contingent upon the maintenance of our spiritual fitness. If I let selfishness, if I let fear, you heard some of those things 
you know, that go on in my life, if, if I let those things run amok, um, I'm going to edge God out. I'm going to start to feel like I'm running the show and God is this, well, just in case I need God, God is there. And oh yeah, by the way, he's keeping me abstinent, but I'm not really connected to that. And that's a problem for me. I don't want to do that. Um, so I asked this question, like, what is meant by meditation? I think even if you think for yourself, like when you say meditation, certain maybe thoughts come to mind. When I heard meditation, um, I had a lot of exposure and experience with, you know, Buddhist meditation. We'd sit quietly, we'd put our hands in a certain thing, and we'd hold them like, you know, right on our belly button, and we'd sit cross-legged. Um, now, when Bill Wilson talked about meditation, um, the the that wasn't what he was talking about. We have to remember the big book was written in the 1920s. Um, Bill was educated in the, in the teens, 1900s, teens, 20s, 30s. Um, the definition of meditation in that time was, was significantly different. Um, and a 1913 Webster's Dictionary um, version of that is meditation is the act of meditating close or continued thought the turning over or revolving of a subject in one's mind, serious contemplation, reflection, and musing. Musing. Um, I didn't understand what the big book meant by we reflect. We reflect and we meditate because Bill says, oh, we're going to talk about meditation. And he asks us to answer these questions. I was so confused because I wanted to stare at my navel and recite the forbidden uh, secret mantra of the Himalayan mountain monks, um, which had been taught to me in secret by my guru. This is very, very important for me. This, this context and this framework is what helps me understand where my ego and my sense of self comes back into play, where it gets me, me derailed. Now, if you want to recite the secret mantra, contact me offline. I can talk to you about it. But it does. This book does say make use of what religious people have to offer. Um, see, be quick to see where they're right. So if you find a meditation practice that works for you, uh, that's that's fine. That's not something we should discuss here, though, because we're here to discuss the book, if that makes sense. And again, what is the main purpose of this? Like the, the, these questions and why these specific questions? Bill talks about common manifestations of self. He goes into this concept of resentment being the number one number one killer. You know, he has us do in the four step inventory work on resentment, um, fears, uh, sexual conduct. Um, he talks about these are things that cut us off from the sunlight of the spirit. And for us to be cut off from the sunlight of the spirit means that we, we, we can drink again, we can eat compulsively again. This is what makes us susceptible or prone to relapse. Instead of being safe and protected, we're now cut off walking alone in the wilderness. Um, and that's problematic. And that's why these these spiritual practices for me become part of the daily discipline. Um, like I said, I have this accountability group um, because I have, I want people to know that I'm there and I have people who send me their 11 step nightly reviews and I can read those or I can skim those and I can say, Oh yeah, it's time to do mine. So that's really, really valuable. For, that's been valuable for me. Again, um, that's not in the big book. It's just a thought just something uh, if that's, um, useful to you. And I try to answer these questions in a meaningful way. Sometimes I, you know, I go through a rough day and I'm just the end of the night and I got a headache and, 
you know, was I resentful? Yes. Was I selfish? No, I try not to do that because it's, it's really, really helpful for me to, to write out specifically where was I resentful. And the really good part of this is you start to see patterns, you know, it's like, why is it every day I say I'm overwhelmed or I'm overloaded? Because then I can start to say, you know, Jason, and am I trying to do too much? And then my wife can say, Jason, you're trying to do too much. And I can say, you know, you know, she can reflect that back because I try to do too much. So, you you know, you see some of those patterns, you know, a lot of times, you know, our my brain, at least, is very patterned in the fears that it visits, the selfishness that it, it, it visits, the, the dishonesty, the resentment. Um, these questions where have I kept something to myself helps us to kind of let things out of the dark, bring things out to light. You know, is there something that I'm, you know, thinking about, but maybe I feel ashamed about and maybe that needs to come out to light. Um, those are important questions. Do I have an apology to make? Do I owe somebody an apology? You know, this is this kind of concept of amends. We make amends, you know, we clean up things as quickly as possible. And I can look back and I can say, you know, maybe I was being insensitive um, to somebody at work, to my wife um, and so forth. And maybe I do need to course correct. You know, so these are very important questions. Where was I kind and loving towards all? You know, it's one thing to say we have a, 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 our, our code is love and tolerance. It's very different to say, was I kind and loving towards all? And to answer that question very, very specifically. Um, so... Uh, let me see. So yeah, that's kind of what I have. I'm, I don't know if I have much more to say. You know, these are these are important practices. I, I can go into these practices with a sense of um, selfishness. I don't know if anybody has gone through a meditation. They say, I just med meditated for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, and I don't feel any different. Um, has anybody ever felt that? It's, I see some people resonating with that. I notice sometimes I go to meditation with a, a subtle selfishness of like, I'm going to get something out of this. I'm going to feel better. Um, that's not what meditation is about. This is about, you know, answering these questions. And, and there is sort of a tradition of quiet time in these meditation practices and studying the history of it is, can be powerful what Bill and um, Lois and Dr. Bob would do in the early days that they would take their quiet time, they'd sit quietly listening for inspiration and guidance, you know, and sometimes Bill doesn't say that outright in the book and you kind of have to, you know, read some of the history and, and, and develop sort of a practice for yourself. But it's different for me when I go to meditation and I say, God, I surrender, I submit, you know, I know today, today, and I and, and the and the best time for me to meditate and answer these questions is to is to you know to meditate first thing in the morning to pray right before you know to do these questions right before bed. Um, if I say God, I'm I'm coming to you with this truth and this humility. I'm a real chronic compulsive eater. I can't live without you. You know, you've done this miracle of recovery in my life. I need you today. I submit and surrender. There's a, will, a, a certain amount of humility in that. And this meditation isn't about, I'm going to make myself feel, you know, sweet. And I'm going to, you know, feel like butterflies and rainbows when I'm done. This, this is a mentality of, a, of humility and service uh, that I can kind of take, take out into my day. And I, and I look to, I like to look at these as like my daily, my daily 
food and nourishment and sustenance. I like to look at these as like, um, if I skip these, I'm kind of like playing with fire. I'm kind of like rolling the roulette wheel. Um, I like to think of these as every day. Um, these are important, vital things to, to, to keep me in line, to keep me in check, to keep me aware and to keep me surrendered and keep me kind of looking, looking towards God. And, you know, he talks about in this reading, like these things, these things uh, work if we have the right attitude and we work towards them. Another big character defect of mine is I want to um, pick up the meditation and I want to be enlightened in the first session or at least within the first week. These are processes, and again, over six years that I've I've really picked up and I've kind of chewed on and I've kind of, um, you know, kind of like worked with and I've kind of explored different depths and different formats. And sometimes I share them, you know, I'll share this live and in person, I'll, I'll go through these steps, I'll sit back at the end of the day. Um, you know, sometimes I get really rigid about I'm going to do this before I go to bed. Sometimes I do it when I wake up in the morning. I do miss some days sometimes. That's really, I don't like to say that, but it's not, you know, it's not ideal. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of the practice that I have um, here. So so yeah, I think I'm just about done. Do I does do we have a timekeeper? Do I have more time? You have three minutes. So in closing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, I just would just reiterate. You know, these are really great practices. Um, you know, some people really feel called to meditation. They want to take that silence. They feel really nourished in that silence. They feel really great about writing and in this this contemplation. Um, you know, some people for me, like I'm very good in step 10. I love talking to people and kind of mixing it up. I'm very social. I would just kind of say all of this neat for me needs to relate back to my step one experience. My step one experience shows that I'm a real chronic, true compulsive eater. And that if I don't maintain this spiritual condition and this spiritual fitness, that I'm going to, um, eventually relapse and, and die and that's just something that I try to keep in my awareness that I approach these practices not as suggestions of like, well, it would kind of be good if maybe I got around to meditating a little bit, you know, kind of sort of, I, you know, ideally I'm approaching these as these are our life giving, life sustaining, you know, yes, they're confronting um, to my ego sometimes. Yes, there's uncomfortable feelings when I have to sit down and ask that question where was I selfish today? Um, you know, yes, it's inconvenient at times to slow down and to to ask these questions. Um, but you know, just ultimately, they're going to have they're going to have uh, a, a, a net positive effect, and they're going to help me feel connected to my to my creator and my higher nature. And Bill Wilson um, has this great quote, and maybe I'll just end with this. He says that you know, prayer and meditation. Um, and self-reflection taken individually, separately on their own as, as, as practices can be of great benefit, but logically intertwined, um, they can create an unshakable foundation for living. And for me, what, what Bill does with these questions is we, we ask these questions, we see our character defects, we can then bring those to God in prayer. God, remove these defects of character. I can, I've seen them clearly. I can taste them. I can touch them. And then we open our minds in, in meditation and quietness and, and seeking for guidance. 
And, you know, we make these amends that are directly related to, you know, I was selfish yesterday because I had my phone on at work. So today I put my phone away and I focus on my students. And, and, and where does the power come from for that? It comes through the prayer and the meditation and, and getting unblocked and getting myself out of the way. So, um, yeah, I think with that, I'll pass. I'll kind of see what other people have to say. Great. 